Welcome to the I Work For Him Power Pod. I'm Michael Miracle, producer for I Work For Him, the voice of the faith and work movement. We are on mission to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. Each quick listening power pod is designed with you in mind and jam-packed with kingdom resources to help you connect your faith and work. How will this impact your workplace? Let's find out right now. Every Tuesday, we focus on marriage and relationship issues because, listen, ladies and gentlemen, if our relationships at home are a mess, they impact everything that we do. And it's so important that as Christ followers, our marriages are a light to the community. Isn't that right, Martha? It is. So one of the things that um, we really believe is that a good marriage, a marriage that is strong and Christ-centered, can really stand out and be that opportunity to um, shine a light for Christ. It's so important that we do that. And that's why we focus together on Tuesdays on marriage and relationship issues. And today we have a doozy of a topic the cost of divorce on employers. Wait till you hear what we've come up with. It's unbelievable. It's a good thing on this show to read the Bible verse. So Philippians 1, 6 says, And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. And how does that apply to our topic of today of the high cost of divorce to employers? Well, um, I, I guess I don't, I, you know, it's just such a good verse. And I just want to think that maybe as an employer, you know, God is using you where he has you and you can really minister to your employees. You can't necessarily stop a divorce. You can't necessarily influence all the decisions that your staff make in their personal life, but you can still minister to them. So God has you there. And if he started that good work in you by changing your life, then he's going to continue to to use you until Christ comes again. See, I thought you were so gonna, that's where I was going. I thought you were going in the direction of the triangle that we've talked about many times on Tuesdays, because it says, and uh, Philippians 1.6 says, And I'm certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it's finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Or the day you die and join God in heaven, that work is constantly going. And in the triangle, Martha's giving me this look. Would you get your point, Jim? No. You get this at the triangle. Remember the triangle? We Draw the triangle on your hand. And at the bottom right-hand corner, this is an isosceles triangle, not an equilateral triangle. And at the bottom of the triangle, you put your names, you and your spouse. And you're and at the top of the triangle, you put God. And you work on focusing on your relationship with God as he works on you, continues his work continually on you. As you work on your relationship with God, you will draw closer together. That's the whole idea behind the triangle. I thought that's where you were going to go. No, because I think, well, you know, that's the beauty of Scripture. It speaks to all of us at different places at different points in our life. So just ask yourself this question. How many of your coworkers or employees or partners have gone through divorce in the last five years? Do you know how it's impacted your bottom line? How it's impacted the culture in your business or your organization? All of the people that have been impacted surrounding that devastated employee that's gone through divorce. Today, as Martha and I just go through this, let's just talk about some of the things that we've learned. I think one of the most staggering things is the article I found. That's not the one. It's right here. 
that a divorce of a $60,000 per year employee is estimated to cost the business or the organization $85,934 in lost productivity. What? Based on simple salary calculations. And this does not include the cost of mistakes that are made. Waste, contract errors that must Mm. be honored, things like that, because people, when they're going through a divorce, are not at the tops of their productivity. Hmm. And potential potential profits that are lost because of lost productivity and mistakes that are made. I mean, there's so many huge costs. And and it goes on to this. It costs the American economy $300 billion, that's with a B, billion dollars a year in stress-related issues having to deal with divorce and a, a, an employee that goes through a divorce loses over 168 hours of work time in the year following a divorce most of us don't even think about this and and it's it seems like kind of a, a sad way to look at it is what you know your employees going through a divorce whether you're part of a business or an organization you know it's going to cost you money well Let's, I mean, that's the sad part of it. We're going to talk about some of those costs, but we're really going to talk about what can we do to help minimize the cost of the business and also help the employee maybe not have as devastating of a divorce or maybe not have a divorce at all. I mean, I think that we got to look at it all the different ways. Yeah, no, it reminds me of recently we were talking with a business owner who was talking about wanting to do something for the marriages of the employees that he had in his care. And just having that discussion about the fact that he sees that if he can do something to help strengthen the marriages that um, come through his doors every day, where, you know, one half of that marriage comes through his door and works for him, um, that he is helping them in their home life, helping them to be stronger and, so really, that's a preventative, a proactive approach. So that is something that probably a lot of employers have never even thought of before, saying, you know, what can I do to make um, an opportunity to strengthen the marriages of the people that work for me? All right. So let's look at the glass half empty part of this. Whole, just a reminder. No. Well, I know you don't want to do that, but we have to lay it up. We're going to try to prevent a solution. Because listen, as Christ followers, whether we own a business, we run the business, uh, we we may be at the bottom of the totem pole. All around us, relationships of the people that we work with are in varying states of repair or disrepair. What are we doing to proactively fight this? Because listen, these statistics I found were amazing. Stress from related relationship related issues cost employee cost. I can't even read today. <laughs> Calculated stress. From relationship-related issues, cost companies three hundred billion dollars a year. That's that's staggering. Study also found that employees lose more than one hundred sixty-eight hours of work time in the year following the the divorce, which is reported to be more than eight percent of their actual work time. That's the year following the divorce. That's a month. That's it's an a, entire. It's four weeks of work. 160, More than, yeah, well, yeah, 168 yeah. hours. And and that's the year after right. the divorce. Leading up to the divorce, we all have had friends go through divorces. <clears throat> and the year leading up to the divorce 
is horrifying for people. It's devastating for people. One of the reasons why it's bad the year after is life has changed and they have to figure out how to do life all over again when they don't have their spouse by their side. All right, so that's one number. How about as an employer, this number? And and we're laying this all up so we can come up with a solution. How do we get more proactive in fighting this divorce, divorces in the office? All right, the divorce of a $60,000 a year employee. Is estimated to cost eighty-five, almost eighty-six thousand dollars a year in, in lost productivity. Just the lost productivity. Then that doesn't include the cost of mistakes, which may be just uh, they've they've made mistakes on contracts or promises to customers, and things that have been promised that they have to honor those promises, which cost more money and lost potential profits. I mean, the numbers are staggering to business and. I was reading another article that talked about the economic impact on the country. And that, I mean, that was, that was unbelievable. It, it goes on to say, let me just see if I can find it right here. It was, oh, well, the overall, I can't, I can't find it right here while we're, well, maybe I'll find it over on the break. But it was that if divorce actually causes a slowdown in the recovery from an economic downturn, that, that actually divorce goes down typically during an economic downturn because people can't afford to get divorced. But when people start to get divorced at the end of an economic, like a recession, that slows down the recovery because divorce adds so many more stressors on the economy. I mean, who thinks about stuff like this? I don't, I don't even know why, why they, why they, well, because it's re- it's a reality. You know why they do that? Because it's the reality of what they're looking at. And you know, I was thinking about the fact that you were you were saying we're laying this all up for people. You know, you may somebody listening may work for an employer who. So maybe the listener's not the one in charge. Maybe they sure. don't have HR responsibilities or any of those kinds of things. Maybe but a if small you business. can lay this out. For even somebody who doesn't want to look at the biblical principles of of marriage that we are going to talk about at some point, but they just care for the health of a company, that alone, what you've laid up already is enough reason to say, how can we help our employees? I mean, stockholders should care about this. Bankers should should care about this. Anybody lending money, we're talking... um, uh, you know, venture capitalists should care about this stuff. I mean, divorce. I mean, if we really looked at the economic impact of divorce on our economy over the last on the GDP, the gross domestic product since 1970, when we came up with no fault divorce, what, what would those numbers be? Mm. Uh, and, and it's and part of the issue is that people just give up on marriage too easily. But we have as business owners, leaders, managers in an organization, whatever our place would be, is it to my advantage or disadvantage to get involved in people's personal lives? Is it my place even to do that? Is, what do you think? Well, I think having an open door policy where um, if it is well received, for one thing, that um, people don't have many other people speaking good, positive encouragement, challenge into them in this world. I think everybody's so, um, there are a lot of people self-focused and um, they don't have authorities in their life or people with wise counsel. So having a trusted advisor in the workplace 
can really be that form. So yeah, I think it's appropriate. Okay, okay, but as a business manager, leader, owner, getting involved in people's personal lives is M-E-S-S-Y. Oh, you bet it is. It's messy. Sure. So, and, but, I mean, there's pros and cons to this. You could ignore the fact that your employee is going through a divorce and and you're like, well, how will I find out if my employee is going through a divorce? If you've got an employee going through a divorce, everybody knows. Everybody knows because somebody going through a divorce is talking about it. They're, yeah. they're just talking about it. So if you got an employee going through the divorce, you're going to hear about it. You just have a choice. Am I going to just ignore it? Or am I going to be proactive? Because it's going to impact your business. Now, so I think the question is, WWJD, hmm. what would Jesus do in that situation? Oh, you're asking me to answer that? Well, because I don't know. No, but I think I thought you were just saying that's the question to ask. Because every situation, every scenario is going to be different. I think so. But... For people to ask themselves that question well, well, uh, what and would get Jesus, involved. We, here, I think I have an answer. Jesus would get involved. Is that what you just said? I just said that. Yeah, but I, you said it different. So I think people would, I think Jesus would get involved. I think that Jesus would get, in, we got involved in messy stuff all the time. I mean, people are just messy. Well, the minute you choose to have employees, you know, you're choosing messy. Yes. That's what the e-myth is all about. Life is simple. Do you have employees? Yeah. It is. And E-Myth is a book. In it case is people a book. have no idea E-Myth what you're Revisited just is a great reading. book. Everybody should read it. It's not a movie. It is not. Don't wait for that movie. That movie would be a It's not a candy bar. Okay. But, okay. So we find out that an employee is going through a divorce. It is probably, by the time you find out they're going through a divorce, it's probably too late to stop the divorce. So you've got, again, as a business owner, leader, organizational manager, you got to do... So there's a choice there. Are you going to get involved now? What can you do to help ease their suffering? But then, so that you don't have to have that conversation, what do you do to get in front of this bus that's hurtling downhill with no brakes? Well, you know, we heard recently of a company that they budget, I think it was a couple hundred dollars a year for their- Per person. Per employee um, to do something that invests in their marriage. That's a great idea. I don't know what a couple hundred bucks can do, but loved that idea. You know, they can get, excuse me, very creative with maybe it. You know, finding some um, special little retreat that's about marriages or whatever it is, and and so really for some of those, it might just be going towards it. It may not cover the whole cost, but would it give you the incentive to make it? To do something with it and go, well, I got this. And and that's just one person's example. You know, some company might be able to afford more or they might do less and they may just say, hey, I'm going to pay for you to go to movie and get popcorn with your spouse once a quarter. You know, just fun things like that to just say, I care about marriage. I care about you. And I want to do something that just makes a difference. All right. So it's these questions we have to ask ourselves. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do when we find out if an employee is going through that and an employee is going through a divorce? Because it is inevitable. If you run an organization of any type, whether it's a church organization, a nonprofit organization, a for-profit organization, a, 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 a Whatever it may be, you are going to have employees that go through divorce. What are you going to do? What are you going to do proactively to help ease that suffering? What are you going to do to help that employee who is absolutely, their minds are scrambled eggs when they're going through divorce? I don't care if somebody says, it's okay. I don't care. Uh, It's not bothering me at all. That's a big, fat, stinking lie. Whether you're a business owner, leader, you're a manager, we are all experiencing divorce of people that we work alongside each and every day, don't we? 
I was just talking with a friend and they were talking about the fact that if you are in business with somebody who is, say it's a, it's a, um, a situation where the divorce is because somebody broke trust, you know, that they went and had an affair on the side. Think about the fact that you are in business with somebody who's willing to cheat on their spouse. <laughs> what are they willing to do in their business? So we were having this discussion and talking about the fact that, you know, you you lose integrity when you make that big of a decision that you're going to that you're going to um you know, make a choice to hurt your marriage in that way where you have um, chosen to have um, an affair. And I never thought of it that way before, but then you're choosing to trust that person in business. Now, it doesn't mean that they're not trustworthy in business, but you're sure questioning their integrity at that point. And I thought that was a really interesting conversation to have. Here's some of the things you should look at, you know, the divorces can take four to six to 12 months to happen. Mm. During this time, your business is suffering as much as your divorcing employee. Here's some of the things that businesses and organizations, it's not just businesses, businesses, organizations of any type, whether it's a church, whether it is uh, a, uh, whatever kind of business it could be. It could be mm-hmm. a government. The government could be suffering. I sure. mean, just imagine if one of our presidents got divorced while they were in the presidency. I mean, yeah, but you even think about it, the people could be in military, you know, it could be your your postal delivery person, um, you know, there's all kinds of occupations that are affected. That's right. All right. So absenteeism goes up. One obvious side effect of divorce on an employer is the work time a worker will need to miss to meet with their legal representatives, their lawyers, wow. and possibly attend court hearings because they're always, always during the day. The more contentious the divorce, the more time off required. So absenteeism mm. is huge. Sure. And, and I, I was reading another article and it said that if we could, if the, the workplace actually talk to employees about mediation services. Mm-hmm. Those things can be done at night. It's less devastation to the workplace. Also, mediation's a lot less expensive for the divorce, but it's also uh, significantly less vitriolic uh, between people. Right. All right. So non-productivity. You all know it. Some days you just have bad days. You're not being productive. Going through a difficult divorce is one of the most stressful things that a person can go through. This will naturally mean that the employee is less likely to be productive at work. They may lack focus using working hours to deal with the issues, distracting colleagues to discuss what they're going through, and leaving work early to deal with childcare issues. All right, so increased sick leave is another one because people that are going through divorce often experience symptoms of depression and headaches and fatigue and insomnia, and they're just, it's awful. Increased mistakes. The stress and depression that an employee goes through when going through divorce reduces the ability to function, impairs judgment, overall job performance. It can lead to injuries. People that are working with machinery, there's injuries and accidents, mistakes, all kinds of, I mean. Well, that goes back to what we were saying. You're just distracted because you're thinking about what's going on in your life. But if this is a person running a crane or running a forklift or running a semi truck down a freeway at 80 miles an hour, that gets to be a pretty stinking hairy deal. What are some things that I could offer that would help my employees to see that I care and that I want to try to make a difference? 
Well, let's talk about some of those things because okay. I, you know there's a lot of businesses that we've highlighted, organizations that we've highlighted here on I Work for Him mm-hmm. that take advantage of either marketplace chaplains or corporate cha- corporate chaplains, right. where they or some other outside chaplaincy organization, yep. and those uh, having a chaplain, having somebody on the staff or an outside contract person like a chaplain would actually, I mean, give somebody to talk to, right? That is a safe ear. They can talk to them safely. And it doesn't keep another employee from working. We need to understand, unfortunately, divorce amongst our people is inevitable. So how are you going to handle it? Should you have a divorce policy that says, okay, if somebody's going through a divorce, here's how we're going to handle it. Here's how we help pick up the slack. Here's how we're going to make sure that people get devastated by this. There, you know, we double check. We should have something that says we're going to double check their work. Or we're going to work alongside of them. We're going to educate the other staff. We're going to make sure the people know so they can offer support. But there should be a plan in place mm, because it's idea. going to happen. And and especially if you are in a church organization, you guys got to be ready for this stuff. Do not ignore the fact that divorce is happening all around you. Every one of us needs to be prepared. I mean, it impacts us in our neighborhoods. You know, when our neighbors get divorced, it tears us up. In our small groups, we had a divorce 20 years ago. It it devastated our small group. How do we deal with this? But going back to business, what are some of the proactive, really neat things we can do? Uh, Martha and I would like to offer right here, if you're a business owner, leader, you're an organizational leader, maybe you want to do something that, number one, teaches your single people, hey, here's what, what marriage really can look like. Actually have like a training session to get people prepared. Maybe you offer premarital counseling for people that are engaged that work for you and offer marriage mentoring for couples that are, for people that work for you that are married, offer marriage retreats. All these are things that you can do. There is no law against that, but you will, you may be ridiculed for taking the side of being pro marriage, especially between a man and a woman uh, versus being okay with divorce. People may ridicule you for that, but I think you just need to be ready for that. Probably the best person to ask on how you could do this is find somebody in your workplace that's gone through a divorce and say, what could we have done to help you? What yeah. could we have done three years before your your marriage mm-hmm. started going bad? What what could we do? What could we have done once it was already headed downhill, the snowball going downhill? What could we have done to support you? How could we have better equipped you? You've been listening to I Work For Him together on Tuesdays with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace is our mission field, but ultimately, I I Work work For Him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him Power Pod with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Want more? Hear the full broadcast at IWorkForHim.com. Stay connected and receive power-packed content when you sign up for our blog at IWorkForHim.com or follow us on social media at IWorkForHim. And finally, if today's message inspired you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review helps launch more workplace missionaries across the nation. That's at I Work For Him and online, IWorkForHim.com.